The Healthy Golf Podcast, Episode 50, with your host, Joe Orbicheski. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your golf game and your life. Join your host, Dr. Joe O, as he chats with experts on all things golf performance to keep you feeling great and playing your best on and off the course. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast. I am your host, Joe Orbicheski. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode. And if you are a longtime listener, as always, I'm forever grateful for you listening to this show and listening to me yammer into a mic and then every so often interview someone pretty cool, much cooler than myself to help you play better golf and live a better life off the course as well. But today I wanted to go on and just talk a little bit about mobility. I know most people think mobility is huge and it's one of the best things that they can do to improve their golf swing. And it's very true. It can be. I find that many amateur golfers lack and neglect taking care of their mobility for a long period of time. And that catches up to you very quickly. And if you haven't been taking care of it as you've gotten older, again, that compounding of not doing things to improve your mobility and work on your mobility can really affect your golf game and just your ability to move, not only when you're swinging a club, but when you're doing everyday activities off of the course as well. However, this episode is more about why mobility isn't everything and it should not be the only thing that you should be focused on. Again, this is not to say that mobility is not important and should not be worked, but mobility isn't everything and then sometimes other things are masking what may seem like a mobility issue and we'll get into that into this show here. Um, But I wanted to go ahead and just talk about why mobility is not everything and should not be the only thing that you're focused on. And with that being said, before we get into anything else, I do have a self-mobility assessment here uh, that you can download for free. Uh, The link to grab that will be in the show notes, and it goes over the four major rotational areas in the body to see if you need to continue to spend time working on mobility in specific areas, and if you need to work on that, or if you shouldn't even waste your time with it because your mobility is good. And again, we'll get into some of these things in the show, uh, but if you haven't grabbed that yet, go ahead. It, It looks at your shoulder looks at your hips and looks at your mid back. And if you're lacking mobility in any of these areas that may over time result in a potential injury somewhere in your body or some pain or discomfort or something along those lines, which is obviously not so great. And it's going to keep you off of the golf course. So in addition to testing to see if you have enough mobility in those certain areas, you'll also get drills on how to address those certain areas if you're lacking mobility in subsequent emails from myself. So go ahead and download that. Not only are you going to figure out if you have enough mobility in those certain areas, but you will also get drills to help improve those areas as well. I think it'll be great 
resource if you haven't downloaded it yet and will be very beneficial as we're really hitting the season hard at this point now. But let's go in and talk about why mobility is not necessarily everything. Now let's look at a good example of a PGA Tour player. I know this is a little bit of a a reach. Uh, They have other qualities about them that make them really good golfers, but I don't know all the ins and outs of this golfer and how his body works, but supposedly John Rahm is a very hypomobile or doesn't have as much mobility as, say, Adam Scott does. And we can see this in his swing, right? If you've ever watched John Rahm swing, he has a very limited backswing. He doesn't have that big turn. It's very short, and he comes down. But he can still average, and I just looked this up not too long ago before recording, uh, he averages 307 yards off the tee, right? So how can he still be such a really good golfer, hit the ball that far, but is known to be someone who doesn't have the greatest mobility, right? Now, first and foremost, let's not overlook this. John is, again, a professional golfer. He has lots of qualities that make him a very good golfer. First and foremost is that he's very technically efficient with his swing. He's hitting the center of the face and in that sweet spot consistently time over time over time and can have that repeatable swing that he has down into his, we'll call it muscle memory, I don't necessarily like that uh, term, but down into his muscle memory, right? Where most amateur golfers have a hard time being that consistent, right? So first and foremost, let's not look over that. That is something that's going to set him apart and why he can hit the ball so far and why he's so good at playing golf. Two, the thing to think about, again, I don't know all the ins and outs of his body, but sometimes your mobility issue is not necessarily a mobility issue. It could be a stability issue. Now, let's get into this a little bit more and we're also going to talk about flexibility as well and what the differences between those three categories are and I'm going to try to really make this as simple as possible to help you understand as best as you can. So flexibility is what most people think about when you're stretching tissue or anything along those lines. Most specifically, everyone thinks about the hamstrings. How much flexibility do you have in your hamstrings? Now, there's a lot of things that take into effect here. Again, does your joint have the ability to go through that whole motion, one? And then two, do your tissues, meaning your muscles and some of the other tissues that will be stretched, have that ability to stretch that far? Okay, that's flexibility. Mobility is the ability to move your joint through its full range of motion under your own volition, right? So you are telling or asking yourself to move your shoulder through its whole range of motion and you're able to get through all of that. Stability is the ability of your brain and your muscles and your nervous system to maintain and and control a joint in a given movement or position and not allow that 
to change due to outside forces. So hopefully those three make sense and we can go a little bit further now. So sometimes when you want to move into a certain movement, you're not able to get all the way there. Sometimes it's not due to the fact that you can't actually achieve that, which would be more limited by if you had a joint restriction or your tissues were just not flexible enough to allow you to get there. That's one thing that may limit your mobility. But another thing that may limit your mobility is the stability that you're trying to attain while performing that motion. For whatever reason, when trying to attain that position, your body feels, your body and your brain feels that it is unsafe and it tells you not to get there. We're basically, our brains and our bodies have been evolved and primed to keep us safe no matter what we do. And if your brain and your body feels like you're going to get injured or if this is an unsafe range of motion because it's not aware or you don't spend a lot of time there, it's going to tell certain things and certain parts of your body to not work as well because it doesn't want you to achieve that motion. That's why when working with clients, when I'm doing this, we will do hands-on work. If we need to work on that mobility, kind of change the inputs to the nervous system and the brain that will allow them to access this motion, then they follow that up with active drills and exercises that will allow them to achieve that full and new motion, thereby showing their brain and their nervous system and their body that it is totally okay to get into this new position. Because if you don't follow that up with an active drill or exercise, your brain and your body are just going to forget that that even exists even as quick as 10 minutes to 24, 48 hours later. That's why, you know, you feel so good after you foam roll or you get a massage and all those different types of kind of modalities because you change the input to your nervous system, right? But if you're trying to improve mobility, if all you do is just foam roll or you get a massage or whatever it is that you may do, you need to follow that up with an active drill or movement or something along those lines that takes your joint and your muscles and shows your brain and your body and your nervous system that it's okay to go into those new motions. That way it will remember over time that it can achieve those motions and you won't have to work as hard and you won't have that mobility issue. So sometimes your mobility issue is not necessarily a mobility issue, but it may be a stability issue. So hopefully that whole mobility stability was clear. And if it was as clear as mud, please reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to help you understand that a little bit better. I can totally understand that that can get confusing and it may not make a whole bunch of sense to everyone listening to this. So like I said, feel free to reach out to me if that whole little section was a little confusing and I'd be more than happy to help you understand that a little bit better. Now let's get into our next point And this can be applied to anything when we're trying to improve our body, but after a certain point, you're going to have diminishing returns. This can be brought up when I was talking earlier. You need to know how much mobility you have because if you already have sufficient mobility, 
in certain joints or areas and all you think that improving mobility is going to improve your golf game and you already have enough mobility, you're just wasting your time improving or what you think is improving your mobility in certain areas because you already have enough mobility. Is more mobility going to be helpful? Quite possibly, right? It may be helpful, but it's not going to be as helpful as doing something else. Now, again, that's going to depend on your whole evaluation and an assessment and kind of seeing where you are in terms of physical capabilities in relation to the golf swing. But if you're already mobile in a majority of the joints or all of your joints, working to get more mobility isn't necessarily going to provide the greatest return. You would have more probably return on, let's say, getting stronger or working on overspeed training. Again, it all depends on you as a person and your physical capabilities. But instead of wasting your time on what you think you need to improve in terms of mobility, could be better spent doing something else. And again, that may not even be something in the gym. It could be mental practice to help your mental game out on the course, or it could be actually working on your putting or short game or your actual technical efficiency when it comes to the swing, all of those things. Again, you have more time because you're not spending that time on mobility and you'd be better off spending it on something else that would have a greater return of investment on your golf swing. Now, this isn't necessarily the podcast to get into all of these super deep, but there are other things that can help you improve your golf game that are not related to mobility. In fact, some of these things can also help improve mobility, such as strength training. And again, without getting too deep into the weeds, strength training has been shown to be very effective at improving mobility and tissue flexibility uh, over just as static stretching, which is just your standard stretching that you would assume like you're going to stretch your hamstrings, you're going to bend down and touch your toes. Uh, that is has been shown to not be very effective in improving mobility and flexibility of whatever you're stretching versus strength training and working out in the gym and doing specific things to you know work on that. Again, I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds on how to improve flexibility through strength training, um, but let's just say it has to do with working uh, the negative portion of the movement as well as working through full ranges of motion versus only working through partial ranges of motion. Uh, other things that can be really helpful when it comes to getting stronger, right? That just means you can exert more force. Let's go back and talk about John Rahm and his example. Again, if John is a very, uh, not very mobile and very limited with that, for him to hit an average of 307 yards off the tee, he also has to exert a lot of force very quickly, right? So he needs to be able to be very fast and be able to demonstrate lots of force by, you know, pushing through the ground and all of those different things to exert force in the golf swing. There was a video of John after winning the Memorial Tournament, I think last year. Uh, a few days later, he was working with his trainer and he was in the gym deadlifting for two reps, and I think it was 365 pounds. Now, if you deadlift and you have any ability to comprehend how much weight that is, that is a lot of weight. Is it? Is he setting world records? No, of course not. He doesn't need to because, again, diminishing returns like we just talked about. But he can get 
and exert a lot of force and he shows that he's very strong, right? If you're only deadlifting, say 100 pounds, but you can deadlift 300 pounds, then you're not going to be able to exert as much force on your golf swing. Now, again, that all depends on the person and you and your physical capabilities and lots of different things. I'm not saying that you have to go lift 365 pounds tomorrow if your max is 100 pounds. If you're at your max and you're working at your max, that's great. Keep working and striving to put more weight on and you'll be able to eventually hit the ball further, right? Um, But there are different things to think about. There's also strength speed, basically moving heavy weight quickly. That will also improve your ability to exert force and get faster and hit the ball further. Again, we've talked about this before on previous episodes, and I had mentioned it briefly on this episode. Again, is overspeed training. That is your typical uh, different sticks or, or swinging with lighter implements and slightly heavier implements, very common, uh, is super speed. But we also talked with Matt Snyder of Launch Code Golf. Um, that is just another product. There's lots of products out there that work on overspeed training. And again, if you, depending on where you are and your assessment and your evaluation, you may really just need to work on overspeed training. You may be very mobile, you may be very strong, but your body just isn't used to exerting that much force and mobility very quickly. So working on overspeed training can be very helpful. And again, last but not least, Working on improving your equipment, making sure you're fitted for the right things can also always be very helpful. If you have the wrong shaft or the wrong kind of clubs or you're playing with the wrong ball, all of those things can affect your golf performance. So again, make sure you get those checked out. And last but not least, as always, I always recommend you know working with a golf professional, even if it's for one to two lessons, just to get some tips and some different drills to really work on. Um, that can make a world of a difference. Uh, I am someone who has gotten lessons recently and have been working on certain things and it's been, been helpful. It's not easy to make that change out on the course. Sometimes it doesn't go as, as planned and it's, you know, it sometimes has to get uglier before it gets better basically. Right. So you got to work through those kinks, but working with a golf professional can also be very helpful. And again, I know that's not necessarily related to mobility, but when it comes to the body, And just overall improving your performance on the course. Those are all the things to think about. Again, too, there's also the mental aspect. And working with a mental coach may be the right thing for you as well. I didn't mean to leave that out either. But most of the time, I feel that so many people think mobility is the key. You need to work on this mobility, that mobility. But there's different aspects to mobility like we talked about. And being super mobile may not be the thing that you need to work on because either you already have that mobility or it's more of a stability issue, which may be more related to motor control and how your brain allows you to access those motions and those different ranges of motion, right? And again, working on mobility, if you have enough, you're just wasting your time You could be spending that doing something else that you really need to work on, whether that's getting stronger, like I said, overspeed training, the mental aspect, or your swing itself. All of those things all contribute to how you perform on the golf course. But if you think that you need to just work on mobility, you're going to be very limited. 
And again, this is not to say that mobility is not important. Very commonly, I find that most amateur golfers do not have enough mobility and need to work on it because they've just neglected it for so long. And I get it. You know, our lives are not set up to work on that. We're sitting a majority of the time. And, you know, you have families, we have jobs, all those things. And unfortunately, we put a lot of our own health issues on the back burner and we don't spend enough time working on ourselves and we spend more time, you know, delivering for other things, whether that's work, our family. And I get it. That's life just kind of is what it is and that's how how it is right now. But if you can spend a little bit of time, and I'm not talking a ton if you need to work on mobility, we're talking 10 minutes a day should be, can be enough to work on the right things if, if mobility is something that you need to work on. But again, as always, getting assessed and making sure to see where you do stand in terms of mobility and if it even truly is a mobility issue and not a stability issue, you won't be spinning your wheels and doing things that you should not be doing. So again, mobility isn't everything. It's definitely a factor and an element to golf performance and how you you play and feel on the course and also off of the course, but it's not everything. And it's not the most important factor either. Um, it does play a role, but again, it's not everything. And that's basically kind of what I wanted to go over because I find that so many so many people talk about mobility and wanting to improve it. But again, that's not the only thing that you should be focused on. There are lots of other things to be focused on to improve your golf performance. And again, like I said, I feel like I'm a broken record at this point, and I apologize, but m- sometimes that mobility issue is not a true mobility issue, and it's more of a stability issue. So again, getting assessed by someone that you trust, whether that's your healthcare provider, a trainer who has knowledge in this, can be really helpful to kind of really set you on the right path to what you need to be doing and where you should be spending most of your time. And with that being said, we will end that episode there. I hope that was clear and I felt like I just rambled on a little bit. Uh, but I, again, I wanted to talk about that because so many people talk about mobility. But again, all of your focus should not be on improving your mobility as there's so many other things that add into what is golf performance. And with that being said, I will wrap up this episode. If you guys and gals who are listening have not gotten that download on that self-assessment for the golf rotational centers of your body go ahead check that out in the show notes if you do not have access to the show notes shoot me an email or reach out to me on social media all of those links will also be in the show notes but again if you do not have the show notes that's why i was saying that duh uh, you can send me an email at joe j-o-e at puredrivephysio.com that's p-u-r-e-d-r-i-v-e-p-h-y-s-i-o Dot com, And I will make sure that I get back to you and get you that link so you can download that free resource. As always, I'm always so thankful for everyone who downloads and listens to the show. It amazes me that we have so many people who subscribe and listen to the show weekly. And uh, again, I'm so thankful for everyone who, 
who does listen and subscribes and so thankful for everyone who has written a review, rated the show. I really appreciate that. If you haven't done so already, it would be really helpful to the show to uh, go ahead, just spend some time, rate that show, write a little review. It shouldn't take you more than five minutes. It's just really helpful for the show and can kind of just boost the show's ratings to have more people find the show and that way more golfers can be helped uh, to play better golf and to also live a better life off of the course as well. Um, If you do do that, I really appreciate it. And as always, I'm so thankful for everyone listening to the show. Uh, But with that being said, keep working hard, keep striving for excellence because when you feel great, you golf great.